Hello, I am Sandra Ezekwesili and you come to me for hard facts. Hello Lagos, I am Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. Living in the digital age means you are bombarded with information. The federal government is asking Lagosians to believe... Speaker of the House, Femi Bajabi. It's getting harder and harder to find the truth in the disinformation. Or to put today's headlines into context. One of us just me, Sandra, on my lips. That's why I'm here. I ask the tough questions that get to the root of things. The previous election had um, allegations of rigging. Nobody has been able to prove that 2018 elections were rigged. I tell you the history behind the news. I need to take you back. I need to give you a bit of history. Now Zimbabwe got its independence. I cut through the spin and show you the facts. No, I will, I will let you talk. Coyote. Coyote. I will let you talk if you let me talk. Coyote. There's a reason why more and more Lakotians are tuning in. 570,000 of you. 630,000 people listen to Hard Facts. They know what they're looking for. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your Hard Facts. Hello, Lagos. It's still not a good afternoon, but I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your Hard Facts. Right now, the president is holding a virtual meeting with all the former heads of state and other top of uh, top government officials, basically like a national council of state meeting. They're discussing the current security situation and the NSARS movement. We're going to update you on whatever they decide or discuss as soon as we know it. Now, while they are having their meeting, let all 674,000 of us have our meeting, shall we? Normally, I bring you Big 3 Global Edition on Fridays, but today it's Big 3 NSARS Edition. Let's talk about President Buhari's address to the nation last night. And then let's talk about uh, the Lagos State Government publishing a list of ongoing trials of police officers. There's 21 of them, and some of them are four years old. And then let's talk about other stories related to NSARS protests in other parts of the country. Uh, we've got uh, government's reactions. We've got resulting violence nationwide. That's coming up in our final Big 3 story. Now, remember, I'm not in the studio. I'm not in the live studio. So that means that you need to talk to me on Facebook and, and Twitter. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. Twitter is at Nigeria Info FM. Again, Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. Twitter, at Nigeria Info FM. Those are the places uh, through which you can contribute to the show today. Now, after my show, I'll hand you over to Agogo Obo for Public Square. Uh, we're going to wrap up today's show as usual with music and moments with Fanny and Sam. There's news updates coming your way every hour. But let's start with today's Big Three Global Edition. The Big Three Global Edition on Hard Facts. And here we are, Lagos. Were you satisfied by the president's speech? Is the Lagos state government doing enough to prosecute police brutality cases? After the curfew, what next? Those are the big three. Let's talk. President Buhari spoke to the nation yesterday in response to everything happening right now. I hear some of what he had to say. I must warn those who have hijacked and misdirected the initial, genuine and well-intended protest of some of our youth in parts of the country against the excesses of some members of the now disbanded Subshell Anti-Robbery Squad, SARS. On Monday, 12th October, I acknowledge the genuine concerns and agitations of members of the public regarding the excessive use of force by some members of SARS. The choice to demonstrate peacefully is a fundamental right of citizens as enshrined in Section 40 of our Constitution and other enactments. 
But this right to protest also imposes on the demonstrators the responsibility to respect the rights of other citizens and the necessity to operate within the law. As a democratic government, we listened to and carefully evaluated the five-point demands of the protesters. And having accepted them, we immediately scrapped SARS and put measures in place to address the other demands of our youth. On approving the termination of SARS, I already made it clear that it was aligned with our commitment to the implementation of extensive police reforms. Sadly, the promptness with which we have acted seemed to have been misconstrued as a sign of weakness and twisted by some for their selfish, unpatriotic interests. The result of this is clear to all observers. Human lives have been lost, acts of sexual violence have been reported, two major correctional facilities were attacked and convicts freed, public and private properties completely destroyed or vandalized, the sanctity of the palace of a peacemaker the Oba of Lagos has been violated. So-called protesters have invaded an international airport and in the process disrupted the travel plans of fellow Nigerians and our visitors. All this executed in the name of the NSAS protests. I am indeed deeply pained that innocent lives have been lost. These tragedies are uncalled for and unnecessary. Certainly, there is no way whatsoever to connect these bad acts to legitimate expression of grievance of the youth of our country. The spreading of deliberate falsehood and misinformation through the social media in particular, that this government is oblivious to the pains and flight of the citizens is a ploy to mislead the unwary within and outside Nigeria into unfair judgment and disruptive behavior. On the contrary, both our deeds and words have shown how committed this administration has been to the well-being and welfare of citizens, even with the steadily dwindling revenues and the added responsibilities and restrictions due to the coronavirus pandemic. Government has put in place measures and initiatives, principally targeted at youth, women, and the most vulnerable groups in our society. These included our broad plan to lift 100 million Nigerians out of poverty in the next 10 years. The creation of 75 billion Naira National Youth Investment Fund to provide opportunities for the youth and the micro, small, and medium enterprises survival fund through which government is A, paying three-month salaries of the staff of the 100,000 micro, small, and medium enterprises. B, paying for the registration of 250,000 businesses at the Corporate Affairs Commission. C, giving a grant of 30,000 Naira to 100,000 artisans. And D, guaranteeing market for the products of traders. These are in addition to many other initiatives, such as A, farmer money, B, trader money, C, 
market money D N power E N tech and F N agro no Nigerian government in the past has methodically and seriously approached poverty alleviation like we have done. With regards to the welfare of police personnel, the National Salaries, Income and Wages Commission has been directed to expedite action on the finalization of the new salary structure of the members of the police force. The emoluments of other paramilitary services are also being reviewed upwards. To our neighbors in particular, and members of the international community, many of whom have expressed concern about the ongoing development in Nigeria, we thank you and ask you all to seek to know all the facts available before taking a position or rushing to judgment and making hasty pronouncements. In the circumstances, I would like to appeal to protesters to note and take advantage of the various well-thought-out initiatives of this administration designed to make their lives better and more meaningful and resist the temptation of being used by some subversive elements to cause chaos with the aim of truncating our nascent democracy. For you to do otherwise will amount to undermining national security and the law and order situation. Under no circumstances will this be tolerated. I therefore call on our youth to discontinue the street protests and constructively engage government in finding solutions. Your voice has been heard loud and clear, and we are responding. Let me pay tribute to officers of the Nigeria Police Force who have tragically lost their lives in the line of duty. Now, one thing that stood out for a lot of people, especially here in Lagos, was that the president didn't mention the Lekki Togate shooting. Remember, Governor Sungolu, Governor Babaji Sungolu, has said that the Nigerian army fired on peaceful protesters. The governor went to the hospital to sit with the wounded. He also says the army took the action without his knowledge. And he said he's been trying to speak to the president on the phone about it, and the president has not been available. So a lot of Nigerians thought, well, maybe the president who used uh, last night's speech to put his thoughts on the record about the toll gate. But it didn't happen. The president talked about the police officers who were murdered, the property that was vandalized, but not the peaceful protesters who were shot, some of whom, even according to the governor, have died. But let's move on to what the president did talk about. He said the government has met the demands of the protesters, the five for five. Specifically, he said, SARS has been scrapped. As we reported here, we're still getting reports of SARS personnel still on the street, claiming to be SARS, and even wearing SARS insignia. So there still needs to be some clarifications there. But it seems the main thrust of the president's speech was for the protesters to stand down. He said government has heard their demands and that because of the ongoing violence, if they stay on the street, they are endangering national security. Now, the president did not really make it clear what actions he plans to take next. Before the speech, his national uh, security advisor said that the president was going to announce, quote, critical decisions in light of the protests and unrest. But in the speech, we didn't hear those critical decisions. Nothing new was announced. And so a lot of Nigerians are asking, did the president change his mind? 
And if so, why did he change his mind? Now, the president spent a bit of time talking about the various economic and jobs programs that he has set up, like uh, trader money, uh, farmer money, and power, and tech, and agro. And this was a bit interesting. The main issue is police brutality. I've seen a lot of people trying very hard to connect the dots and figure out how trader money can stop extrajudicial killing. But I'm going to leave that exercise to you. Now, remember, I'm not in the live studio, so that means I can't pick your call, but I can definitely, definitely pick your thoughts on Facebook and Twitter. So please get on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3, Twitter, Nigeria Info FM. What do you think about the president's speech? What about the fact he did not mention uh, Lekki Togi? Do you agree with his assessment? That the protesters' demands have been met? Now, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people are calling us non-stop, but I'm not in the live studio. I'm working from home still. So uh, your comments can only be taken via social media. So get in touch. Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. Twitter, Nigeria Info FM. All right, on Facebook, we have this comment here from Onicha Bright, who says... Uh, the president did not say anything meaningful about the debt. Opuchukwekwe says, it's quite clear that the president doesn't rate us. He failed to address current problems in Nigeria in his speech yesterday. Look at me staying at home. Government cancelling our exams. Students losing focus in their academics. So sad, Auntie Sandra. Chinaza Ugoza says, Sandra, how can President Buhari and almost 13 minutes addressing the nation without mentioning the Lekki killing. Does this mean that he doesn't value the life of the youth that lost their lives during a peaceful protest? It's very unfortunate that we have this kind of thing happening in Nigeria. Godwin Schweibel says, Mr. President did not talk about the Lekki incident, which was the reason why the hoodlums took advantage of the situation. Chinanya Heritage says, I'm not surprised. Adam Ogilovo says, I disagree with the president's speech. He should have spoken more about the youth protesting and talked about better governance. We've got Dominic Afan who says, his speech, I'm disappointed. Uh, the reason the governor of Lagos State said he did not send the army that shot at Lekki Toll, and the APC chieftain said he was not aware who sent the army, and so I was expecting to hear a positive reason as regards to that, but nothing was mentioned about the killing or the shooting. Didn't he hear about it? He's telling us of his achievements so far. Sandra, I don't know whether he was campaigning or giving a Democracy Day speech or a scorecard. We've got a dear best thing, Idris Adekunle, who says, it is we, Nigerians, that discourages our president from speaking because we usually condemn his speech whenever he speaks. All right, dear best thing. David says, all policemen and women should be made to defend their certificate or we're going to continue facing this mess. We've got Samuel Ahmed, who says, see my life. I voted Mr. President to um, due to his promises during the campaign. To my surprise, this is what I'm seeing. This is very different uh, from what I voted for. We've got Ikechuku Elele who says, um, the lives of Nigerians don't matter to this country. How can the president not talk about the electoral gate? Comments here, Kingsley Patrick says, that's why you see videos of where our supposed palliatives are being stored instead of giving it out to the people. You must agree with me. That anybody who thinks this is a tribal war is insane. We've got Hendrik who says, if he can warn the international community to be careful of their judgments on his administration, what is him? Nothing but pencil. I beg, I'm tired. Okay. If you just joined the show, you're listening to Half for three Nigeria Info. And uh, we're bringing you today's Big Three Global Edition. And there's no sense in talking about what's happening in other parts of the world when in Nigeria, big stories break in every day. Yesterday, President Buhari spoke to the nation in response to everything happening at the moment. And the thing that stood out for a lot of people, especially in Lagos, 
was what the president did not mention. The Lekitogit shooting. Now, I reminded you that Governor Babajide Songolu said that the Nigerian army fired on peaceful protesters. The governor said he went to the hospital, he visited the wounded, and he says that the army took that action without his knowledge. And he also said that he's been trying to speak to the president on the phone about this, and the president has not been available. So it makes sense that Nigerians thought that when the president speaks, he will speak about the toll gate. And what did, when that did not happen, Nigerians started to say, why did that not happen? The president talked about police officers who were murdered. He talked about the party that was vandalized, but not the peaceful protesters who were shot, some of whom, even according to the governor, have died. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll move on to the second story. I am Stan Ezekwastili. Mention the first 20 chemical elements accordingly. Hydrogen, helium, uh, millennium. See your head. You're wrong. It's not only millennium. It's equilibrium. How come you remember these things? It's been a while we went to school. Haven't you been attending daily lessons on Wazobia Max TV? Daily lessons on Wazobia Max? Yeah, that's right. Daily lessons showing Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. on Wazobia Max TV. DSTV Channel 259. UHF 57 on Wazobia TV. Go TV Channel 98. My TV Channel 17. Free TV Channel 744. And Star Times Channel 195. Also on Wazobia FM 95.1 from Mondays to Fridays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. So what then are you waiting for? Get your children and wards tuned in and give them that edge over their peers. At Wazobia Max Media, inclusive learning is our major concern. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Your number one station for talk. Let's talk. The Big Three. Global Edition on Hard Facts. We're back. Let's move to our second story. Is the Lagos state government doing enough to prosecute police brutality cases? I'm Sandra Ezebatele. This is Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. Uh, don't forget, I'm not in the live studio, so we're taking your thoughts via Facebook and Twitter. Twitter at Nigeria Info FM, Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. The Lagos is currently prosecuting 20 police officers for different crimes against citizens. Yesterday, the State Ministry of Justice actually published a list of names, and then later on, Governor Somolu tweeted about it. He said, quote, morning Lagos. Today seems like a good day to get on the work of rebuilding Lagos and ending police brutality. To show our commitment to the latter, here is a list of ongoing prosecution of police officers offenses related to the violation of human rights in Lagos, end quote. Now, like I said, there are 21 cases, eight murder cases, one attempted murder, one manslaughter and attempted murder, two manslaughter, four involuntary manslaughter, two armed robbery, one conspiracy and armed robbery, and one previous bodily harm. Now, these are very serious cases, and the governor is saying, look, this shows that we've taken the issue seriously. But some people don't agree. So, first of all, people are pointing out that a lot of these cases are old. One is from 2012, another is from 2013, one is from 2015, two are from 2016. In fact, only five are from last year or this year. So the critics are asking, can the government really be committed? Can it really say that it is committed to ending police brutality if a manslaughter case can be in court for seven years? Then there's also the question of numbers. There are at least 99 police officers in Lagos. At least 99. There are thousands of police officers in Lagos. We hear hundreds of allegations against police officers here in Lagos. So for those who are criticizing what Governor has said, they're saying the idea that over the last seven years, 
you only have the couple of dozen cases being prosecuted, it gets a CP. Another question being asked is, how many police officers have been convicted? So these 20 cases are the ongoing ones. Are there other cases that have been closed? How many ended with conviction? How many ended with acquittal? So those are the questions that are swirling around this announcement. By the way, Lagos State is not alone. Open State uh, also gave us a list of pending cases against the police. They gave us four cases. Three murders, one month slaughter. So the same questions are being asked here as well. What do you think about this? Do you agree with the governor that this list is a sign that the government takes uh, police brutality seriously? Or do you say it doesn't make sense because these cases are new? How do you feel about the fact that there are murder and manslaughter cases against policemen that have taken years, six years, seven years? Eight years if you count 2012. What do you think about the number of ongoing cases? 20 in Lagos, 4 open. Do you think that's good enough? Again, I'm not in the live studio, so you can't call the live studio. But you can definitely leave me your thoughts on Twitter. Let's go to Twitter where we've got uh, Onwan Asijenis who says, I'm not happy with Buhari's speech, uh, but we have to move on. As for uh, the Lagos government, uh, Jason Wanlu is doing well to bring our Lagos back and better. The governor has been going around since morning and I felt for him now. I feel for him now. It is well. All right, Dennis, thanks for sending your message in. Ifaka Inazu says that that speech lacked empathy and did not reflect the reality on the ground. The shooting at Letty Torgate uh, and there was no separation of any protesters and people who were looting and burning things down. People's transit uh, airport was more important than the life loss. We did not ask for government achievement. We've got John Bosco, Willie Mighty, who says, um, I expected the president to say exactly what he said. This has come to show me that he loves Nigerians not much. Because why didn't he acknowledge those who were killed on Tuesday night? We've got uh, more people who are sending us messages. Uh, John Bosco again says, for Lagos a list of trials or whatever they're about to do is all part of the hide and seek that we've been seeing with the government, both from the state and the federal government level. But I don't blame them for any of these. I blame the characters that we have as leaders. Prince John Badiwe says the speech wasn't comprehensive enough to meet the demands of the country at a yearning time like this. Also, I believe that the police needs reform and the process should have started immediately SARS was disbanded. Let's also review the police entry qualification. Taiwo Adeka Lumike says the president has failed us. He does not value the lives that were lost and he's not saying anything about the army and the people who were shot. God is watching. Uh, Epiphany Gent says it's quite unfortunate that this president did not show any empathy about the lives of the people who were lost. It's appalling. It's heartbreaking. I'm totally pissed. Angel of Justice says, for the fact that he did not acknowledge that unarmed protesters were shot at with live ammunition, rendered that speech null and void, an effort in futility. Okay, let's go to uh, Facebook. Oh, we've got a lot of other comments. Uh, Ineobon Godwin says, Sandra, nothing saying me like my 50 naira where I pay to charge my phone only to waste it on 12 minutes of a speech that wasn't great. Justice Defense says, it's now clear that Mr. President doesn't care about people. Sandra, Mr. President did not know that he made it clear in his speech that... uh... Okay, I can't take that on air, but thank you, Happy Chi, for sending your message in. Jibril Aliu says, a government is, respons- is a responsible group of people who look after its citizens. My sister 
we don't have a proper government. I beg, how can someone acquire a PVC? All right. Governor Desaf says, I don't understand the reason why. Okay. Ijeoma Osagua says, uh, the president doesn't mean well, He didn't mention what happened at the Mexico Day. For the president, besides, he was reading his speech as, as if it was composed by well, presidents all over the world read speeches. I mean, there's not a lot of people, public speakers, really, who um, um, say their speech off of the top of their head. A lot of speeches are reaching down and they read it from uh, teleprompters. It happens all over the world. Obama, uh, Bill Clinton, um, the Ghanaian president, all of them. All right, let's go back to Facebook. Uh, Sammy Michael says, I love my president and my country. Even if, even after a long then speech, they still brought forward an edited, recorded speech without the lefty massacre. Even if no one was killed, the shooting alone should be condemned with justice. Rather, it was edited with the other palace scenario. Who wrote this speech? Please, if you need good speechwriter, you can have hundreds of Nigerians, including myself. I volunteer to help. Don't be disconnected from the people. Uh, stop disgracing our president and our country internationally. Instead of empathy, you people are threatening the people. Nigeria is for all of us. All right. Femi Michael, thank you for sending your message in. Helen Omoyeni says, at first, it took a Jimo Istiak to lose his life before the president out on the 12th of October to address Nigerians. And now, other innocent protesters had to die at Lekki before he could address the nation again. Still, he did not find it necessary to talk about it. What an empty speech, no empathy at all. All right, let's take a look at other messages that we have. No one's talking about our second story where I talk to you about what legal state government is doing. Adekoya Kesman says the timing and content of that speech is zero over 10. What's the correlation between trader money and police brutality? It shows the government doesn't value lies. But according to Peter Side on Arise TV this morning, there is only one way out. We should all go get our PDC. These guys must go come 2023. We've got uh, more comments here. Let me take a look. Uh, Alex Ndupu says, Sandra, the president's speech was a waste of time. How can you be begging your president to speak to his people when things are going wrong? As for me, I did not bother to listen to the speech. What I did was I went to bed, set my alarm to one o'clock, that I watched Trump and Joe Biden's debate, and I'm happy that I did that. God bless you and Nigeria, Info. Alex Ndupu, thank you for sending your message in. Kaki says, so we should keep ourselves busy looking into an empty speech. Moreni Keji Rashid Akintola says, now waiting them right for Baba, and I waiting Baba go read. I'm not even sure uh, what his handlers were doing. All right. Anthony Opon says, the president's speech failed to address the issues on uh, especially the Lekki Tollgate protest, no show of sympathy, and the shooters who were involved. He's talking about issues that are not relevant. Uh, we pray that the CCTV footage on Monday by the governor will unravel everything, if not stamp out this. says, it's quite clear that the president doesn't care about the people. All right, let's move on to our final story. Remember, of course, if you just joined the show, that I told you that uh, the Lagos State Government is currently prosecuting 20 police officers for different crimes against citizens. Yesterday, the State Ministry of Justice published a list of all the cases, and then Governor Somolu tweeted about it. Now, there are 21 cases in total, eight murder cases, one attempted murder, one manslaughter, attempted murder. Two manslaughter, four involuntary uh, manslaughter, two armed robbery, one conspiracy and armed robbery, and then one uh, grievous bodily harm. Very serious cases. And the governor says this is a sign that we are taking this matter seriously. And I told you, of course, that people don't agree with that because um, a lot of these cases are old. I told you that there's a case from 2012. There's a case from 2013. There's another case from 2015. There are two from 2016. Only five of these cases, these 21 cases, are from last year and this year. The person is asking, can the government really say that they're committed 
to ending police brutality if a mass slaughter case can be in court for seven years. And then if you have 99 police stations in Lagos at least and thousands of police officers in Lagos and hundreds of allegations against police officers in Lagos, how does it take seven years to fish out 21 cases? These are the issues that people have raised about what the state government has done. But how about you? Do you think that these, these cases are enough? I also told you that Ogun State also did the same thing. They also gave us a list of pending cases against uh, police. Four cases. Three murders, one man's daughter. And people are also asking the same questions about Ogun State. Do you agree with the governor that this is a sign, this is a first step to show that the government is serious about um, countering or ending police brutality? Do you agree with that? Or do you think it doesn't make sense because these cases are not new? How do you feel about the fact that there are murder and manslaughter cases against policemen that have taken years, up to eight years for some of them? What do you think about the number of ongoing cases, 20 in Lagos, four in Ogun State, Ogun State? Is that good enough? Is that a good first step? We've got Onitra Bright who says, um, most of those police on trial have committed those offences before he became the governor of Lagos. If the people of 2012 will get justice in 2020, when will 2020 people get justice? We've got Jimmy Olusegun who says, we are no longer in the stone age. Speedy implementation of demands is what can bring solution to all of these problems. Youth of nowadays have no time. Uh, says, um, the president did not address the nation, but he talked about his achievements. Okay. Mubarak Abdullahi says, the president mentioned that um, he has noted the youth 5.0 agenda but fails to state the agenda for confirmation. This is unfortunate. All right, Mubarak Abdullahi, thanks for sending your message in. Dominic Afan says, um, I think I've taken that message before. Yes, I have. All right, let's see. We've got another one here from Prince Emmanuel Akoji, who says, Sincerely, I must apologize to my leader and mentor, GEJ, for all that Nigerians did to him. This was the coloration of what happened and still happening now with the 27 lines of speech from the president. Hmm. Well, you are entitled to your opinion. We've got uh, Evening Bassi who says his address wasn't satisfactory as he did not address the killing at Lekki Gate. Adeni Itunde says it's so obvious that the president knows what happens at Lekki Gate by not mentioning what happened at Lekki Gate. We've got Henry Aika who says... Um, Okay, that's a very divisive message that Henry Aita has sent, and you have no proof, so I'm not going to be taking that message. Toyo Paul says, Sandra, do you know what is called blind speech? If the army can deny and call the live shooting report in Lekki fake news, then what is the number one ogre in Nigeria supposed to do? We've got Jerry Nobleman who says, give uh, their demand. Disbanding SARS is not the only demand. Youth now understand the unity of power. Uh, let's be careful. All right. We've got uh, comrade Imam Olipo, who says, all these Southwest governors and every other leader elsewhere, using partisan, religious, and tribal sentiments to decide, distract, and enrich the pockets with the people's money uh, will not succeed. Mm. All right. Let's keep the comments coming in. Facebook is Nigeria Info 9.3 and Twitter Nigeria Info FM. Remember, of course, I'm not in the live studio, so I can't take your call. He's uh, calling the studio right now. So stop calling, get on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3, and share your thoughts with me there. You can also, of course, share your thoughts by uh, Twitter at Nigeria Info FM. Uh, let's see, this one, Emmanuel Matthews says, I don't really know where we're heading to. On Tuesday, there was, was, Tuesday was a bloody day in Lagos. The president did not say anything about it. What a shameful speech. All right. Let's just look at the most recent comments. Because there's too many comments, so it's difficult to get through all of them. Tony Michael says, Farmer money 
trader money, market money. Please, I don't know if I heard such in that speech. I mean, on my ear, they deceive me. Breaking concerns, farmer money with Lekki Chogit shooting or current happenings that is drawing international concern. In Portland, Oni says, um, Governor can only do what is within his power. His hands are tied. The president is only treating Nigerians with his speech. I'm not trying to understand what you were writing, but thank you. Joel Yahaya says, when they copy and paste Leopard took flight in my area, so I did not watch the speech. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Joseph Jesus says, The policemen should be fished out to face prosecution, and their case should not be swept under the rug. Oh, they're already in court, so they've already been fished out. Oladi Kuko Aziz says, There's nothing to discuss about the president's address. Let us checkmate ourselves, especially here in Lagos. Um, those who hide underneath Calling what happened in Lekki a massacre and mischievous is quite unfortunate that such a thing happened and was blown out of proportion. I see. So uh, the army shooting into a crowd of people who were singing the national flag waving their flag is being blown out of proportion. Okay. Anita Bright says, uh, oh, I'm taking a message. All right, let's see. Where are the newer messages? Dan McKindale says, for President Bush, for Labour State Governor, he's trying his best. Joseph Abarabi says, I'm concerned about the President claiming that uh, his government is the only government that has focused more on poverty. Which poverty have they alleviated? Thomas Amobi Chukwu says, a lot of people are saying get PVC and get them out to come and vote in 2023. Most of those people are in office, not because of anyone's vote. They were personally put there by Godfatherism. So how do you think your vote or no vote will count come 2023? All right. If you just joined the show, you're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. So far, I've told you that uh, the president addressed the nation last night, and I played that speech for you. We talked about it. Then we talked about the Lagos State Government publishing a list of ongoing trials of police officers, 21 of them. Some of them are four years old. We have one of them that is eight years old. For our third story, let's go around the country, all right? Let's talk about what people are doing in the aftermath of this event. The Feminist Coalition is winding down its NSARS operations. Now, let me tell you about the Feminist Coalition. They are a bunch of young women between 18 and 35 who built an organization that helped sustain the NSARS protest. So remember that protest at Alausa when people slept in front of the House of Assembly. Remember, these women came on Twitter to raise 500,000 naira to feed the protesters. But almost people gave them more than 500,000 naira. They raised about 6 million naira eventually on that day when that first protest happened at Salsa. And they kept raising money and using it to feed protesters. Eventually, they started hiring ambulances to take protesters to the hospital when the police would shoot them or beat them. Then they started to pay bail for them to get them out of jail. Then they started hiring lawyers to get them out of jail. And they did all of this with tens of millions of naira in donations. Money that was donated to them by Nigerians like you who are here in Nigeria and who are abroad. Now, the Feminist Coalition has said that we're not taking uh, donations anymore for the protests. They're advising protesters to leave the streets, but they're going to use the remaining money to pay hospital bills for people who were shot by the army at Lekito Gate and also to provide legal services for people who were arrested during the protest. Now, a lot of people have been very impressed by what the Feminist Coalition has been able to do. This is a group that did not exist three weeks ago. And in that short time, they raised more than 150 million naira. And they have accounted for every cobble. They've been publishing their accounts. 
and their expenditure online for the whole world to see. They hired ambulances, they paid medical bills, they paid lawyer fees, they bought blood for gunshot victims, they bought food for protesters, they even set up an emergency hotline with automated menus. I mean, these women were running a very sophisticated operation for free just to support a movement that they believe. And there's been a lot of talk about whether maybe that's going to fix Nigeria. Maybe if everybody fixed one issue, like the feminist coalition did, and used technology, transparency, and dedication, maybe they could build solutions that people would gladly donate money to fund. I really want to know what you think about that. I wish I was in the studio, so I'll take your comments right now. But please, get on Facebook and uh, leave me your comments on, on Facebook. Facebook Nigeria Info 99.3. Twitter at Nigeria Info FM. What do you think about what they've done? Do you think what they've done is the way to fix Nigeria? Do you think if everybody faced one issue, like the Feminist Coalition did, and used technology and transparency and dedication and discipline they could build solutions that people would gladly donate to. Because they raised more than 150 million naira in 12 days. These protests lasted 12 days and they raised more than 150 million naira from Nigerians in Nigeria and Nigerians abroad. Is that the future? Now, away from that, governors are declaring curfews. You already know that... Uh, the Lagos State uh, government declared a curfew. But Anambra also declared a curfew. Governor Obiano declared a 24-hour lockdown. In Delta State, it's 48 hours from Governor Kowa. And then there's Plateau State. Governor Solomon Lalong declared a curfew in two local government areas and also banned protests statewide. Now, something interesting is happening in jobs. The protesters have changed tactics. For now, since the government has banned protests, they decided to take, to, to, to take that movement door to door. They're moving like evangelists. When they get to your house, they'll give you a pamphlet and they'll try to explain what the NSAS movement is actually about. Basically, they're doing sensitization and education to get more public support. And now the question is, what will they do to that support when the ban on protests ends? And of course, the big question about these curfews is, after the curfews, what's next? I mean, let's look at Lagos, for example. The curfew began on Tuesday. And yet on Wednesday, we saw unprecedented levels of looting and vandalism and violence. So some observers are wondering whether the curfew even worked or whether it made the situation more tense. They're also wondering how come the police were not able to keep law and order during the curfew. Wasn't that the entire reason for the curfew to begin with? Here in Lagos, we're still counting the costs of the violence and the looting in the last few days. At least two major shopping malls were vandalized. Seppo Mall in Jakande was actually set on fire. The spa in Ekate was broken into and robbed. Something very remarkable happened. After they were vandalized, Spa issued a very inspirational statement on Twitter. They said, quote, Our lucky store has been vandalized and looted. But we acknowledge that this is only a setback compared to the larger issues that we are all facing as a nation. And our thoughts and prayers remain with Nigerians everywhere and for a peaceful resolution to various issues at hand. Rebuilding a supermarket is hard. Rebuilding a nation is even harder. We stand with you, Nigeria. Stay focused. Be the solution. End quote. That statement moved and impressed a lot of people on Twitter. Some of them are even planning to go there and help them clean up the store after the curfew is lifted. So, yeah, a lot happening all over the country. In Enugu as well, stuff happening. In Calabar, stuff happening. River State, stuff happening. What do you think about these curfews being declared in the various states? Do you think that they're going to be effective in restoring law and order? 
What do you think should happen next after the curfews are lifted? What should government do? What should the police do? What should the peaceful protesters and activists do? What do you think about the door-to-door sensitization and such protests uh, happening in Jaws? The protesters who are doing door-to-door sensitization in Jaws. What do you think about that? What do you think about the work that the feminist coalition did during these protests? And their ability to organize and raise all that money and account for it transparently. What do you think about their decision to stop collecting donations? Do you think that was wise? And what do you think about their model for assisting the NSARS movement and raising funds for it? Do you think that this is a model that other regular Nigerians like you can use to tackle the issues that you feel strongly about? Again, I'm not in the live studio, but I'm on Facebook. And I'm taking your thoughts live on Facebook. Facebook is Nigeria Info FM. I've got um, Twitter at Nigeria Info FM as well. So let's take a look at uh, the newest that we have so far on Facebook. Mm. Okay, so there's so much. And I'm trying to make sure that I don't repeat the comments I've already taken. Now let me go to Twitter. What comments we've got there? Uh, this one's from Olani Olaoluwa Yemi, who says, "I've been having it in mind that maybe the governor of the state, the prominent people of the society, need to go to town like they do during election campaign to talk to community people about destruction and burning of property." All the drama they're speaking on television is not getting to these guys at all. They should do open forums, go to the grassroots like they do during campaign before the entire Lagos is destroyed. I've seen videos of some community people and some soldiers doing so, preventing angry boys breaking into access back. Mm. Well, the governor has been moving around today, so I think he's already doing that. Peculia says... Uh, I can't take that comment. We've got uh, more comments. China yesterday, Sandra, I didn't like the president. There's more here. Akin Tung says, the president doesn't have a plan for the youth. He doesn't have a Nigerian young. Youth is taking over 2030, whether they like it or not. Okay. Back to Facebook now. Facebook comments seem to be nicer. <laughs> All right. On Facebook, uh, here's a comment from Joel Ayim who says, the Lagos State government is not doing enough. The government should call off the curfew before boys will be prosecuted again because in my area, one bag of pure water is 400 naira for a bag. Mm. All right. There's more comments. Wilson Obukowa says, Sandra, it's rather very unfortunate that we're living in a nation where leaders don't care about the welfare of the citizens. I am Sandra Ezekwesele and you come to me for hard facts. Hello Lagos, I am Sandra Ezekwesele and these are your hard facts. Living in the digital age means you're bombarded with information. The federal government is asking Lagosians to believe. Speaker of the House, Femi Bajabi, is getting harder and harder to find the truth in the disinformation. Or to put today's headlines into context. One of us who just shot me, Sandra, on my reach. That's why I'm here. I ask the tough questions that get to the root of things. The previous election has... Had, um, allegations of rigging. Nobody has been able to prove that 2018 elections were rigged. Mm. I tell you the history behind the news. I need to take you back. I need to give you a bit of history. Now Zimbabwe got its independence. I cut through the spin and show you the facts. No, I will, I will let you talk. Kayode, Kayode, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Kayode. There's a reason why more and more Lagosians are tuning in. 570,000 of 630,000 people listen to hard facts. They know what they're looking for. I'm Sandra Ezekwesele, and these are your hard facts.